0: M-I-C-A-H Beats okay.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Jesperity, where we talk about life with a comedy twist with your host comedian Sean Boyd Antonio Ferguson and Miss KT We talk about a whole bunch of shit from politics people actually taking shits so sit back relax and enjoy the therapy session man this be dope make a motherfucker want to rap i can't rap man hold up here we go i can't rap i really can't but come sit down on the couch with us man i can't rap come to the couch enjoy the show let's go Just another day on the couch talking about all the problems of today. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Just Therapy. Y'all already know, I'm your host, comedian Sean Boyd, and it's another beautiful Monday evening, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome in, welcome in. The, hey, we about to end your Monday off right. The start of the week, you already know what it do. So, hey, one more time, big shout out to my guest last week, Rod Gibson. Fun man, funny episode. Make sure you check it out on Spotify. Definitely had a ball laughing and talking shit with him. This week, I got another good guest for your ass. Y'all you already know how we do it. Come on now, we always try to bring you the best, the best of the best. One time I slipped, all right, don't fault me for the one damn time. But this week, I got another good one, good friend of mine. Couchers, make some noise for comedian Patrick Madison. What's up, man? Woo! What up, man? Hey, how are you? hey being blessed loving life man you know what it is how about yourself man how you doing
2: i'm good man good glad to be here working on taking care you know hanging out so there you
1: go ain't nothing wrong with that nothing at all man yeah so as y'all know i still i don't know if i figured it out yet or haven't figured it out i got my phone up and running so if you Uh, comment on my page, on my actual personal page on the feed. I will see it from the phone. If you comment on the Just Therapy Podcast Facebook page or YouTube page, I will see it. I will throw it on the screen. Y'all know how I do this. The best interactive podcast in the world, because I'm claiming it, whatever. But you know how we do. So whatever you say, we talk about and we get it in. I, I see it's not working. Nick, what's going on, brother? He says, my guy. What's going on, Nick? Thanks for tuning in. Aaron Morris, thanks for tuning in. Shine. what's going on? PD, Tom, Robert, what's going on, y'all? Thanks for jumping in. Appreciate y'all. Let's get into it, man. Patrick, man, what's been up, man? How you been?
2: I've been good, man. Good. Just, you know, trying to stay busy. Trying to stay busy with comedy. Same old shit. Different day.
1: Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. You know, let's get into it, man. How how did you even get started in comedy?
2: Started in comedy. That's a good question. Um, I mean, it started like everybody else, probably, or a lot of people. I watched it being done on Netflix, a lot of Dave Chappelle, a lot of Louis CK. I thought, okay. I want to try that shit. And I called up Funny Stock Comedy Club, and they set me up for the amateur night. And I brought five people and all the stuff that you have to do the first time you go up there. And I went down there and, uh, you know, I gave it a shot. My mom in the front row laughing nervously the whole time
1: it went good.
2: <laughs> and you know, the second, third, fourth time went terrible, but I mean, the first time went good. So that was enough to get me, you know what I mean? Into it.
1: Right. Right. You said second, third and fourth time. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the first time they
2: give you the, I mean, people were so like, people are so good to you. The first time you find out the first time, everybody cheers for you and laughs at you and encourages you. Yeah, I put it all together again to come the next week and it was just fucking crickets the whole time and it was uh brutal. Yeah, but, uh, man. I, it, dude. I mean, it's what I it's what I do. So,
1: that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, Ryan Rogers in the building. What's going on, Rogers? Hi, Farmer in the building. Quinn, motherfucking Patterson in the building. What's going on, family? Good to see you, man. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, Quinn, I got to get I, we'll, we'll talk. I got to get you on the couch, brother so how long ago did you start in comedy though Patrick how how long did you start
2: the first time I ever did comedy was probably 10 or 11 years ago now I think it was 2010 I think 2010 or 2011 but I didn't stay in it I would say that I've been doing comedy like five and a half years now that I've actually been doing comedy like working on it spending too much money on gas every week you know you know what That's it the is
1: fun part man that is dude, the dude. fun part
2: <laughs> the <kids>. car
1: up. <laughs> man dude i brought a
2: brand new car dude it's up to like twenty five thousand miles already it hasn't even been a year yeah i get anxiety from everything dude i look at the odometer on there and i'm just like this can't be right how do i i like i drove like 400 almost 400 miles over the weekend mm-hmm. and i do like to like the youngstown and cleveland but 15 fucking times and it's yeah boy boy it doesn't doesn't
1: listen that shit adds up right i haven't had my car five years it'll be five years here coming up very soon that i had my car five years right yeah i literally drove it off the lot with like 15 25 yeah. miles total yeah. i have a miles on that bitch
2: <laughs> i am that's i am on that same trajectory dude I will hit a hundred. I bet you, I hit a hundred thousand miles before I pay the fucking car off. Oh yeah, uh, mine, mine ain't even paid it, off
1: man. yet. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> that was my it was a that was my brilliant idea, though. I was like, you know what? I'm sick of dealing with car problems. I'll buy this car if I. These car prices are so bad, like post pandemic anyway. And used yep. car prices they were actually more expensive than the brand new car. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, a used Corolla was almost exactly as much as a brand new Camry. And right. I was like, well, I'm, you know, I want a new car. I want to be the one to put the first 40,000 miles on it, even right. if it only takes me, you know, <laughs> a year. I wanted those I wanted those early miles, dude. I want all the miles on it. So I bought a new right. car. It's expensive, but.
1: It is. Fun. It is. But it, it's it fun. Turns, it, it, it's worthwhile. It happens. Yeah. 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 It's my co hosts want to say hey to everybody.
2: Hey, look at it. Little mama. What's up, lady?
1: Yeah. You know, so. My, my guy, Nick, chimed in. He said, I always wanted to be a comedian, but having the crowd not feel me, the thought alone is crippling. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> says, uh, that's why you need to book me on all of your shows. I drive a different car every week and don't pay for gas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, that's a good deal, man. Oh, man. That's a good deal. Yeah, having Hill. the crowd not laugh at you, I mean, that happens more often than I care to admit, enough times has happened. It's not like an unrealistic fear. That's a that's a very possible situation. You just gotta power through it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: You only can get used. You only can try to get used to that shit.
1: Uh, you can't get used to that shit. Right? You try.
2: <laughs> you think it's funny. I will once in a while get excited and feel good about a weekend and be like, "Oh, I've got to this level now where even if I bombed, it wouldn't be as bad as it used to be." And then right. you just bomb harder. You think that, and then you just bomb harder. Oh, <laughs> worse, man. way worse than it used to be.
1: My girl Lisa in the building. She said, "Hi, little mama." <laughs> All oh. right, go sit out. All right, yeah, but no, it, it's it, it's a fun. I definitely, I definitely love it. Uh, comedy can be a cruel bitch sometimes. Oh yeah, dude. Then she can be the sweetest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life, man. So I best. love it.
2: I yeah love i love it too i yeah. love it i could imagine life without it
1: right and then here go nick trying to be funny he always tries too hard to say he said but i'm funnier than sean is he knows it yeah okay <laughs> you're right but you're scared to get on stage all right thank you yeah Appreciate
2: i know <laughs> <laughs> the guy who won't try comedy is like but i am right. comedy than the guy who's been doing it for god how long have you been doing comedy
1: it'd be 15 years in march man 15 years 30 30 something states so it's been a fun journey i'll tell you that yeah let's get back to you though man so what made you start comedy then like take a step back then come back like what was that about
2: i mean i just wasn't in a point in my life where i was like i mean okay this is an interesting thing too this is which i started at funny stop okay and i went there on the amateur night and pete makes a big they make a big fit about you bringing five people your first time
1: yeah and i, I
2: thought i thought you had to bring five people every week to go up at funny stop and i'm like how the fuck? i was like dave Chappelle probably got famous in high school because he could just get all his high school friends to come with him every week like i'm like how the fuck do people put in work and practice comedy if you have to bring five people i'm like Is that why only popular people, people become famous because they're so popular that they have all these friends to bring with them to the open mics? I didn't know about like the open mic community. I thought you had to go to Funny Stop to get five minutes of stage time on a Wednesday if you could muster it up. I thought that was my only option for a Mm -hmm. long time. I did Funny Stop for like six months before I knew about another open mic. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, But it's like, so I went to Funny Stop I tried it one time and I wasn't able to put it together to bring five people the next week. And I had other shit going on in my life. And it just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't that time. Like right. it hadn't bit me yet, but like I after, I liked it and I wanted to get back to it. And it's something that I wanted to do again. And uh, like a few years later, you know, I, it became something I did like once in a while, still at Funny Stop until, just eventually like one day it like snapped for me and I was like, this is something I wanna do a lot. And I started going to the open mics and start making friends. It's really good community in comedy. If it wasn't for comedy, I wouldn't really have friends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't know how you're supposed to meet people without comedy, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I think it's why like, I mean, it's like a fraternity in that sense though.
1: It is, you know,
2: it is. It is for a sure brotherhood. It yeah, really is. I, met a, I saw a com- I went to a comedy show this past weekend. Shout out David Horning, a secret show, secret society comedy in Cleveland. Awesome shows. I was lucky enough to be on one. It was my first time. It was awesome. Anyway, the point is, though, I was hanging out, and I met this comedian from Detroit, and uh, you know we were talking about that. It's like, I don't know this guy at all, but as soon as we know that one another are comedians, it's, you just start getting along perfect, dude. It's Instantly.
1: Submitting. Instantly. <laughs> Yeah,
2: it's amazing. I feel like really blessed to be a part of it.
1: Right. Right. It it is. It is a beautiful thing, man. I, I know I started at Funny Stop as well. That was my home club when it was amateur night. Ours was on Tuesday night and amateur night was so damn popular. It used to be standing room only during the finals and on regular Tuesday nights just for the contest would be packed. It was crazy. And that's how I met a lot of people that I know in this area is because of comedy. You know, I end up meeting some of the people I call family, like literally brothers, like Sheer, Palmer, Prince James, Tony Culver, like Yusuf, like we met Big Chevy. Like that, that was when he was called Big Chevy. That's when I met him. Yeah. And like I met Quinn Patterson from there, like. I met so many cool ass people where we came, like became friends and family. And it is it is like a big fraternity, man.
2: Yeah.
1: It's just definitely a beautiful thing to be in that to, to be in that group, you know, because like a lot of us, we look out for each other. You know, right. and yeah. when I started, uh, you know, that was the only place I knew about as well. But meeting everybody else, we start doing. Uh, different open mics and then we started doing the Eurogyra open mic in Kent. Yeah. and it yeah. was a music open mic and we turned it into an all genre open hey. mic. Right.
2: right here. Uh,
1: we turned it into an all uh genre open mic we kind of like took it over where some of the musicians wouldn't even come back out. But then <laughs> the musicians that like like took us you know under their wings and was like oh man I like what y'all doing. They right. always came out and so it was like a mixed media open mic. We, awesome. we turned so many places into open mics. We were like wanting to just get on stage. That's what it was oh, all yeah, about, dude. getting yeah.
2: on stage. So yes,
1: it was definitely yes. a beautiful thing.
2: That's a magical time, like that, like honeymoon phase. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. something that I'm just now starting to like move on, like get over a little bit. I mean, I mean, the honeymoon phase of like just I like comedy. I love comedy. I'm gonna go to every single open mic and get as many minutes as I can, and just any. And no stage time is bad stage time type of approach, which is a phase. That, you know, I mean, it's kind of like uh, for me, that's what it was. It was like I got into comedy, and it's like, okay, I like comedy, and then I find out about a few more things, and then there it hit a point where I was like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, actually, it's mostly like Monday through Thursday because I could, I wasn't getting stage time on the weekends.
1: Right, right. You know right. what I
2: mean? I was getting like open mic at Funny Stop, or getting maybe a Thursday spot at Funny Stop, and then it, eventually it evolves to getting. You know, but I'm to the point now where I almost only do comedy on the weekends. You know? right. unless, unless something yeah. weird comes up during the week. But yeah, it's a it's a crazy honeymoon phase that you go through where it's just like I want to do all the comedy I can find and you know, just going to the open mics and just like banging it out and really like yeah, just start to like carve your way.
1: Yeah, definitely. Magic yeah. thing. Tim Buck two in the building, Timothy Washington yeah, so, Jr. Okay. Timmy, what up, baby? uh ryan said we are all awkward in that way which is true and then uh buck two said what's up guys my guy dj in the building what up dj thanks for tuning in appreciate y'all uh so so yeah so you got out came back in and then got serious about it what made you really get serious about comedy like i know you said like the bug kind of bit you but what like really made you get serious and be like hey I want to do this. I want to put my heart into it. And I really want to do it.
2: Honestly, if I would, I would say it was, I was getting serious about it. I was taking it to the next level, trying to get to the next level, like trying to get a full weekend hosting at Funny Stop. And then the pandemic happened. Oh. And then in that moment of being off the stage, I got sober from like benzodiazepines, like Xanax and Valium during the pandemic. And so there was like a, I would say I had a glow up. <laughs> guess you could say like a lot happened to me i changed a lot as a person during the pandemic and one of the things that happened as i was like sobering up you start taking stock of your life and about what's going on in your life And you're like okay where am i at here what do i like what's important what's not comedy was like on the forefront comedy was like i was like man i can't wait to do comedy again in my sobriety in my clear-headedness i was like critiquing my jokes and like really just like because you start it's one of those things when you get clear-minded after you haven't been you start and it's one of the harder things about being sober too honestly it's like reflecting on your past Uh but I was like reflecting on my comedy a lot man and I was like I have so much I felt like I had so much to deliver and so much that I could bring to comedy if the doors would both open back up and I'd get a chance again and I told myself when I can get stage time again I'm going to capitalize on it and I'm not going to pass it up and I'm going to optimize just make the most of it I'm going to seize the moment so to speak and Uh then fucking doors open back up dude and i just hit the ground running running dude i was just everywhere i could possibly be just burning tires spending gas driving to cleveland to do five minutes driving to youngstown to do five minutes driving to pittsburgh for hopefully i'll be able to get a spot type of shit i was just in it man i was on it and i was just going hard and i haven't like really let up you know it's just evolved into like a little better quality work and stuff now i'm not at open mics anymore but i mean it's just I'm still, like, just taking every opportunity I can.
1: Good shit. Good um, shit. Yeah. Ryan chimed back in. He said, when I first started Backup, I don't think there was a comedy show that Patrick wasn't at. I've never seen someone hitting the scene as hard as he does. There you go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What's up, That's Ryan? What's yeah, up. dude. I mean, yeah, just getting at it.
1: Yeah. So let me ask you this. So what made you actually get into comedy in the first place? Like what made you start doing it as far as just wanting to do it besides watching Netflix? And, you know, I've always
2: been the type of person who liked having the spotlight or like the attention. Like when I was in high school, I loved speech classes. I loved like I even like doing even before that, just doing book reports, anything that put me in the front of the classroom and made me the one gave me a monologue opportunity. I love yeah. that stuff. Nice. I, I one of the things that makes me sad, you know, because you're always like, Oh, I wish I could have done more sooner or whatever. Is like I grew up in a small town and I didn't know about comedy open mics or the opportunity. I didn't even try comedy till I was 30. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I would have grown up closer to comedy and known of it sooner because I would have it was something I would have liked to do from the time I was a teenager, honestly.
1: Right, right.
2: Yeah. Um, and so I just like always like that. And it this is gonna sound I'm a funny person. I've always liked cracking jokes with my friends. I've always been the type of person anywhere I go to try to lighten things up with jokes. And I've just, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's just, yeah, it is very natural for me to do stand up in that sense. Like, nice. I feel very at home being the one, like making people laugh and being the center of attention. And then, you know, like watching the heroes do it. Like I mentioned, Dave Chappelle was somebody I was really into when I tried. I was so into his Netflix specials and just so into his show on hbo and it's like man you watch this you're like i want to try it i want to be cool like them i want to feel that dude i want to feel what it's like to do that and then so i did there you go
1: there you go mark stephen anderson in the building what's going on with you man thanks for chiming in hey so let me ask you this i always ask the uh the comedians that come on the couch you know uh give me your top five dead or alive your top five nobody else's but yours top five comedians of all time just period, dead or alive,
2: your top five. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily the order I would put it in, but I'm just going to go with the ones that have been biggest influence or impressions on me. Obviously, George, Carlin, okay. George Carlin, Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K., Um, and then I don't know. Those are the three that really, like, burn into my mind. Give me um, two more. Jim Jeffries. Okay. Actually, it was somebody who I was just, like, a huge fan of um for a long time I followed his specials a lot I loved him mm-hmm. and then um gosh there's probably somebody obvious that I can't say I'm not thinking of right now oh Jerry Seinfeld of course of course okay. Jerry Seinfeld there you go I'm watching Seinfeld on Netflix right now he's so fire it's unbelievable dude yeah man such a that's a good
1: five though man that's a yeah. really solid five <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah man yeah I that's think. what's up so let me ask you this: What's next for Patrick Madison, man? What's next? What's next? What you trying to do? More shows? More weekend gigs? Feature more? Headline more? What's next for you, brother?
2: A someday headlining. Right now, featuring. That's what I'm. I mean, that's the lane I'm trying to be in at the moment. Getting feature work wherever I can. Opening, featuring, whatever I can do. You know, I got some road work coming up in middle end of Well, like October seventeenth i'm on the road again so going to from new york south carolina north carolina virginia i'm stoked about that i absolutely love being on the road i Mm -hmm. feel so at home just in the car the feeling of waking up out of state and knowing that you're going to drive all day but at the end of that drive there's going to be a comedy show it's just the fucking best feeling ever it's the best the sense of purpose oh my gosh dude yeah yeah so that's yeah. so next for me. I mean, I got some weekend shows coming up. I'll be at Funny Farm Friday, and then uh, Funny Stop Comedy Club on Saturday. Really excited about going to Funny Stop again. I haven't worked for Funny Stop for like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Two, well, not maybe like two years. So I am stoked to get have worked
1: there again. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's good shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. That feeling of being on the road is is so surreal and so. Um, like at home, like, you know, I agree with your yeah, sentiments on that, because any time I had to drive, it didn't matter if it was eight hours, if it was a, a 10 hour trip or if it was five or four or whatever, that drive there was always so exciting. I was like so pumped and so yeah. ready to go because yeah. I knew. When I got there, checked in my hotel, relaxed, ate something that didn't make me have to shit before the show, you know,
2: right. and then <laughs> get
1: there. And it's like, this is what it's about. And then go up there, do your thing. And then just having that high coming off a of stage for a new crowd and everybody talking to you and good job and selling merchandise. And it it, it was always such a high. And then on yeah. that way back, you like, man, I got to go back. Oh, I know, dude. I feel that, too.
2: That was something. Okay, back in June, I went on the road. Like It was my first real road road trip where uh, another comedian and I, Jason Moliterno, drove all the way to Washington State, to Oregon. I mean, that's a long way in the car. We were out for three and a half weeks, and it was just the best, most fun I'd ever had with comedy. It was so amazing to me. Uh, But on the way home, it was three and a half they drive home because our last show was in Oregon. And so we said the GPS, dude, it was like 36 hours of road. But on the way home, I was like getting depressed and anxious
1: because That's I was like, crazy. I don't have any
2: shows to do. What am I? I'm going to, like, I'm a rock star here. I'm going to go back to Akron and I'm going to be just another guy again. Yeah. Like, I don't have, I'm like, because I'm out on the road getting paid good, doing half an hour spots every night. Or mm-hmm. every night that I do a show, it's a half an hour. It's a great room. And I have to go back to what? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go back to what? Do a guest spot at Funny Stop, or do a guest spot at Crack Bots, or, I mean, I had other work, but I didn't have work that was like as consistent as that when it was when you're on the road and you're just working every yeah. day, all you know, you're doing. It. It's just I love that feeling. I love that feeling of having so much purpose and that purpose being comedy. Yeah, man. Sucks, so the come down from that can be a little, it caught me off guard. I didn't expect know that i was gonna feel as depressed and anxious as i was dude i've heard other people talk about it now like on other scales and stuff like that but it's like yeah yeah, watch out for that stuff
1: yeah man you definitely gotta watch out because that high that you get from just being on the road and being on the stage and then oh it's 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 about to be over just for you know however long until your next gig is yeah it's yeah you be like
2: oh I gotta I gotta get some more on the books. Right. you know so gotta get in that calendar and start putting some shit together
1: yeah yeah man that's, that, that's a you know thing.
2: it's a good thing to be aware of that I think because then you know the next time you go to get on the stage make sure that you remember to fucking like appreciate and live in that moment right then yes you know and not yep. squander that shit it sucks to feel like. And I mean, I've done this plenty of times too. Like if a show, like if it's a, a weekend, funny stop, you have two shows a night. And then to be there, like it, you know, let say you're it's the first show on Friday and it doesn't go well, you have a second show, hopefully. But I mean at the same time, like don't squander that first show. Right. You know what I mean? Be prepared for both shows because if something happens to that second show and then you fucking squandered the first show and then the second show doesn't have an audience or you know so you got this. I don't know, it's a reminder to like appreciate the moment when it's happening and like to be present, I think, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's good, shit. Patrick Madison, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, let's get into the rest of the show, man. We always like to start with a recap on what happened to us this past weekend or whatnot. I'll go ahead and start us off. Uh, this past weekend was cool. Uh, I was uh, actually headlining at Crackpots Comedy Club. I was there Friday, one show, Saturday, one show, uh, Friday. And it was a Maslin football home game, homecoming, homecoming game at that. And I walk in the door and there's people there already. I was like, oh, this is a win. We ended up having like 25 people. And I was like, this is like, it's packed on yeah. a home massling game night, you know, because all they care about is football down there. You know what I'm saying? So to have that many people there on Friday was beautiful, man. And it was it was weird, but it was fun. We had a good time. People bought some merchandise, took some pictures. And then Saturday, uh, got to go back, and it was a decent crowd again. And it was one of those things where I was like, I'm about to leave everything on the stage. And that yeah. I did. And I ended up doing... First night, I did like 58 minutes. Second night, Saturday. Uh, I don't know what happened, but it was no feature. But you know, I really don't care about that. So it was like three guest spots plus the host time. And I ended up doing like an hour and 10 minutes. It was literally Ooh. just leaving it on the stage, having fun, going all out, and do just like that. Yes, like knowing the assignment, like you said, never squander that stage time. Just always being ready, always be present, be in that moment, having fun, man. It was just beautiful, man. So and then yesterday was a, a chill day. Picked up little mama from her mom house. We went to Bob Evans and chilled. Then went to softball later that in the evening. And it was it was a good weekend, man. Definitely a good weekend. Definitely all in all a good weekend. Plus, I have my girl with me. We had uh went and seen my cousin who I ain't seen in like a year, um, down in Cleveland. So we went we went there Saturday after the show and didn't leave there until like 2 40 in the morning. Like we just hung out and just had a good time, man. So it was a really good weekend, man. How about you? Oh, uh what I do this weekend.
2: I was with Funny Farm this weekend. Nice. open. I was an opener, I was in the feature. I was an opener. GW Nell was the feature uh for kevin farley all weekend oh and nice was awesome dude because he sells tickets so all three shows were packed um we were in columbiana and this place there was like 120 people that night uh counting like i don't know yeah counting everybody it was so that was like one of the larger rooms i've done for a long time that was super exciting and then uh friday night i went from youngstown i did or i did a show out in columbiana the kevin farley show and then i drove out to cleveland and did the Secret Society comedy show, which nice. was fucking awesome. I don't know if you've ever been on any of the Secret shows. It was my first uh, yeah. time to do one. Check them out; they're amazing shows. They're always like they do a late show every uh, Friday and Saturday, like eleven thirty show. Oh, okay. Um, they have a couple different locations they do them in, and they're pretty awesome. They always nice. have great crowds, man. The people are always there, really excited to be there and stuff. So That's they're awesome. really cool, man. It's a really cool thing. And then Saturday, I was back in Youngstown um, at a place called Bull and Bear Tavern. It's the first time that Funny uh, Farm has done a show there, and so of course Dave Robich, the owner of Funny Farm, was like super stressed about it because he's super particular about his shows. Yeah, but it shows because the show was fucking amazing, dude. Both shows, it was two shows, it was great i loved it opening for kevin farley it was a lot of fun i picked him up from the, his hotel so i got a little FaceTime with kevin got nice. to hang out with him dude yeah he's a super cool dude obviously very busy uh but he was really cool yeah it was a lot of fun man that's,
1: that's what's up fun,
2: dude. living the dream out there you know
1: there you go that's what's up that's what's about, man yeah little bro cap uh, kenny pelfrey in the building what's up little bro and then uh sister-in-law stacy in the building what's going on thanks for tuning in y'all All right, next one is up is childhood memories. Y'all know how we like to do. We like to let you get into my past some more and get into our guest past by giving us a childhood memory. So it can be funny, crazy, it don't matter, but I'll go ahead and lead us off with this one. So my childhood memory this week, I'm gonna piggyback off of last week and the week before that. Gotta talk about how much I love watching people fall. I mean, Uh it's just been a thing I've been on since I was a kid. Um, and so this particular time we were at the Indians game, my uh, favorite brother, everybody knows who I'm talking about. My favorite brother has some Indians tickets. This is way before the guardians. All right. So we went to an Indians game and we had like the seats where you can be up in the glass and get some food. Then we was like down more like by the outfield. We got the, uh, people was yelling. This was when Albert Bell was there still. So just to let you know, I was a kid, right? So people yelling at Albert Bell and we cheering him on and everything. And he like waving at us and shit. But it was a point in the in the game where we sitting there and we watching the game and having a good time. And this this guy walking up the stairs, right? He's walking up the stairs and he proceeds to fall going up the stairs okay. and like trips over two or three stairs and falls and busts his ass. And me and my brother instantly lost it. We started laughing loud as fuck. And all he did was look at us. The dude looked at us like he was mad. Then he looked at us Uh, laughing and was like, he wasn't going to say nothing because he already knew what it was. My brother would beat his ass. But we were rolling. We was laughing so damn hard. It was two ladies behind us. And they're like, oh, that's not nice. How y'all go laugh at him? blah, blah, blah. What, what if you fail? We look back at them. We was like, we would have been laughing at our damn selves for falling because we love to watch people fall. So <laughs> it was just one of those memorable moments where we got to laugh together, me and my brother, laugh at people falling. And it was just so beautiful. Y'all just don't understand. Just seeing somebody fall, especially up the stairs, is always a funny ass thing. Plus, he didn't hurt himself. So we was we was right. laughing really hard Where we was Ended up tearing up because that shit was so fucking funny.
2: Yeah, that makes it okay. For yeah. Sure. yeah. So- they don't hurt themselves. I mean, it's funny when people fall and hurt themselves, too. Yeah, but I, exactly. like you're laughing in their face. <laughs> He's bleeding <laughs> everywhere. You're laughing in his face. Really oh, funny.
1: shit. We was definitely <laughs> laughing in their face. That shit was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. So um, that's my childhood memory this week. Patrick, give me a childhood man, memory, brother. That was
2: a good childhood memory, Sean. I got to be honest with you. I feel, uh I don't know. I went to an Indians game. They were the Indians when I went to see him. I went a couple times with my grandpa and it was the most boring shit I'd ever did in my life, dude. (laughs) It was so boring for me. Like I was in third grade and I didn't really know the roster. I wasn't, I didn't like follow sports at the time. I played baseball and my grandpa was so excited about it. And my grandpa's super into like the Cleveland teams. He wanted me, he was like, he thought I was going to be like into it. And I was, I was into going there and doing it, but then, like, watching it, like, the Indians played the Royals. I played for the Royals Little League team. So, my grandpa, I mean, I'm, like, think looking back on this, I'm, like, man, he really put a lot of – he really coordinated this, really tried to do something special. Nice. Then shit kicked out of him by the Royals, dude. And it was <laughs> – man, dude, it was a long game. Back then, they hadn't, like, I don't know, like, optimized the time that they spent. Like, they've, like, cut the fat a lot with baseball games are way more exciting than they used to be. You know what I mean? Like they've done a lot to like make it so people just do everything faster. It was so much fucking downtime. (laughs) And I even realized then, like, if you go to a game and drink, it is a much better experience than just going to the game and just hanging out, being bored, you know. So that's my childhood memory is going there. I got a little baseball thing and a little trophy thing because they it another thing was they would give stuff away. I'm sure they still do that. There's like days yeah. of the times that you go when they give you like a, a baseball bat or a little fucking, I don't know, they gave me a little baseball little and a little cup thing uh, that I lost immediately and probably used to play backyard baseball and so couldn't <laughs> take care hey, of it.
1: That's funny. Uh, hey, that's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, man, going as an adult is definitely way funner than going as oh, a kid. I but yeah, I, I definitely had a lot of good times at the Indians at uh what we had the uh the Jake we used to call it.
2: Yes. Back I remember when head. that was brand new, the Jacobs Field. I, this was before yeah. Jacobs Field. This was right before Jacobs Field.
1: Oh, I, I don't went to the, some, a couple games at the Municipal Stadium downtown. Yeah. Yeah. When the Browns and the Indians used to share the same stadium. I remember those days. Yeah, Long time know. ago. Because, like, yeah. I was a big baseball fan. I played baseball my whole life growing up. And so being at the games was definitely cool. But going, oh, yeah. going when you're older and you get to drink, especially when yeah. they got dollar drafts, oh, it's going yeah. down. Oh,
2: man, that's wild. (laughs) (laughs) Dollar, (laughs) that would be incredible.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, All right. Our next subject on the docket is one of of my favorites, uh, flowers while they're still here. So we always like to give people flowers while they're still here. Instead of being conditioned like so many of us are and giving flowers while they're dead and gone at funerals, we like to give people flowers while they're still here so they can actually smell those roses. All right. So my flowers this week are going to go to uh, a couple that came out to see me on Saturday. My guy, Craig and Barbie Gaskins. Uh, I've been knowing Craig uh, from the softball community. Uh, Actually, I met I met Craig because of Chris Harvey. Like, that's crazy, crazy as shit. Right. And me and him became cool. We became family. We played softball together probably like eight. Almost eight years easily, maybe even nine. And just for him to be so cool, him and his wife to be so cool, so down to earth, opened their house up, like came to comedy shows, came to the suicide fundraiser a couple times, and and I ain't seen him in a minute. And I hit him up on Facebook not too long ago, just thinking about him, you know, and like, hey, what's going on? How you been? Didn't respond, and then Saturday, I'm at the show. I greet my girl outside, so we talking, and lo and behold, he come around the corner, and I just stopped everything I was doing. Was like, what's up, man? Gave him a big hug, and just seeing him and his wife looking good. They came out to have a good time, and just, you know, especially when people ain't seen you in a while, and they be like, man, you still funny as fuck, man. It was so much new shit I haven't heard, and like, blah, blah, blah. And just, it's always good, and just like, just being good fucking genuine people man so barbie and craig gaskins you are getting your flowers today family kudos to y'all yeah i had to like i turned my soundboard off because i gotta watch these damn comments usually i would give a hand claps and shit but (laughs) Uh, yeah all right patrick who you want to get some flowers to man oh i will give flowers uh to uh
2: my partner in crime casey curry Uh, she's newer to the comedy world. She started uh, sometime probably within the last year, I think, but, uh, she's been helping me out running shows with me and like really putting in an effort and it's really cool to watch. And I super appreciate her because she helped me run an open mic on Tuesdays in uh, downtown Akron. She's running the open mic now by herself. She's doing an amazing job and I appreciate her and she helps me out with my shows, and yeah, dude, she's an awesome person, dude. I'm really glad to see her. People like her really make the comedy world a better place to be, so.
1: Nice, nice. So, Kelsey, you are getting your flowers today. Yeah. Hand claps, hand claps, hand claps. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so let's get into one of our first topics, man. So, uh, I know some people may might have heard, might not have heard, but um, They've been complaining I'm Trying to hook up this light real quick And talk at the same time, sorry y'all So they've been complaining Here recently about TSA, right, like TSA Is supposed to make sure everything Is safe, you're going through the check Baggage yeah. and that shit and, yeah, You know, yeah. what not, but They say TSA Then got caught Stealing from fucking people Like literally stealing their shit, and to back it up Y'all already know, Couchers, I love to have video, and you already know. Lo and behold, I got video for y'all, so here we go.
2: Now seeing surveillance video following the arrests of three TSA agents earlier this summer. They're accused of stealing from passengers as they went through security at MIA. And local 10 News reporter Trent Kelly joins us live from the airport. He has a closer look at the agents who were caught in the act. Trent.
0: Yes, Ira Janice, these thefts allegedly happening back in June with those three TSA agents getting arrested one month later, detectives heavily relying on some surveillance video from inside the terminal to make those arrests video, which only now is being released to the public. It's like it's your job to make sure that everything that goes in is that goes through security is safe and It's not for your taking. Three TSA agents arrested by police earlier this summer accused of stealing from passengers at Miami International Airport. Now, two months after their arrests, prosecutors are releasing new surveillance video allegedly showing the agents in action. The footage, recorded back on June 29th, appears to show one agent reaching inside a small bag to pull out a passenger's wallet. We've stopped the video here to give you a better look. The agent then stays with that bin on the conveyor belt until pushing it through and putting his hand in his pocket. In another clip, the same agent is joined by a colleague. The pair appearing to focus on the corner of a bag when one of them quickly pockets something, which according to police, turned out to be $600 in cash. According to their arrest reports.
1: Man, holy shit, bro. (laughs) $600, like these dudes was... Like, coinciding with each other, all three of them, right? And the chick was cute, too. That's the sad part. Yeah, but, she
2: was hot, dude. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: that was but, the first thing I noticed, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, man. I'm like, golly, yeah. why no,
2: are you, you getting called stealing, bitch? What's wrong with you? Shot, dude? I mean, she did it. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, you did good. Go ahead.
2: I just, you don't usually see good-looking uh, women in mug shots, you know? She looked like she was, she was pretty hot for a mug shot. Yeah, just yes. yes, blown somebody and got the money, she got to steal it. You know what I mean? It's There's plenty of guys who give that bitch money, dude. Come on now. It's easy when you're hot like that, I would think.
1: But. yeah, man. So the crazy part is is like they were in cahoots. You see them scheming together. Like yeah. What? the thing I didn't realize is like, why would you be that stupid? Bring it here so I can turn it down. <laughs> Little <laughs> mama, she she watching Pepper Pepper Pig, and now she got it all loud and stuff. Here, are you okay? It's all no in the other room, please. All right. So, what was they thinking about? Because you're at the airport. There's yeah. cameras everywhere, like every single where to where you're gonna get caught stealing. Like, why would you steal? Knowing there's cameras all around, like and and then for the simple fact they stole six hundred dollars from somebody, right? From the Miami airport, right? Miami International yeah. Airport, right? Yeah, so dude. That's- just imagine if you that person, right? You going through, you get to wherever you going, and you six hundred dollars light, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that is a lot to go missing oh yeah I'm
2: seeing surveillance at the same for sure it is though but at the same time i mean i wonder how many people they i'm sure they got away with it for a long time yeah because when you show up and you start looking your first thought is not going to be the tsa agent stole it from me your first thought is going to be like oh you misplaced it oh you yep. forgot the packet. oh you dropped it you're not going to go the government i mean i know the government's a bunch of thieves and crooks or whatever but also like at the same time like they have badges there, there's an implied authority like you know i mean it's naturally people trust them they go through their shit like there's got to be a level of trust with somebody like that so you're not yeah. gonna you know they probably got away with it for a long fucking time also yeah. even if you did think the tsa agents stole it what do you even fucking do who do you tell and yeah. you know yeah you hate at that point, so much as it is
1: yeah Cause like at that point, like you said, like you said, when you see it come up missing, you like, oh, it must have fell out my pocket, fell right. out my wallet. Right. Um, I must have left it at home. How could I leave this money at home, knowing I had it with me? And you, you, the last people you think that's going to steal from you are the TSA agents, right? Right. Because they supposed to be doing their job, making sure right. there's nothing, you know, illegal or anything in the like bags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then for them to literally rob these people, man, they don't know like if they it was it had to be they last six hundred dollars or they only six hundred dollars in cash because you know some people take credit cards some people only take a bit of right, cash dude. with them if they go on a vacation right and then you get robbed and you don't get that shit back you know what i'm saying because the simple yeah. fact of they didn't know who it was and to your point they did that shit in like late june didn't really get caught until july and then got fired in august so they was getting away with it for a minute. So they had to go through all this footage to see how much shit they was actually stealing. Like, yeah. let alone you already lose shit going into the airports anyway, right? Like right. Especially yeah. if you buy a water on the wrong side of TSA, which I never yeah. do. I always bring like a half empty water bottle, drink it, and then fill it up on the other side. Or just like lotion, or cologne, or perfume stuff, you got to get rid of because the ounces yeah. aren't right to go oh, through. Yeah, and for yeah. these people to just rob somebody going on vacation, or going on a business trip, or whatever, going home is just downright fucking dirty, man. Like oh, they, man. they just they foul as fuck, like yes. foul.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I just think of myself. Like if I was in that situation, you know, six hundred dollars is for sure going to be, you know all the cash. It's not like you have separate piles of cash all over the place. That's going to be right. the case that you probably I if it was me went a long way to make sure that I had, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like, Oh, I got money falling on my ass. And right. a lot of people that's going to be the same thing for them, too. And it's like, yeah, it's already bad enough that man, the last time I went through TSA with my girlfriend, she had a big bottle of this fucking hair cream that she spent like 50 or $60 on she didn't know better. They fucking have to toss it out. But then they're like, hey, do you like this? Do you like that? Asking each other if they want to take it home. So they already get to take home a shit ton of our stuff anyway. Anyway. thrown away, They don't have to throw it in the trash. They keep that shit. No,
1: nah, they keep that shit. And they pick through like? it. It's
2: like, come on, dude. Like, yep. Cash, yep. that's crazy. Also, like the balls on those people to get <laughs> into somebody's wallet like that, dude, to like scope it out ahead of time. And then, you know what I mean? Like they're working as a team. I bet they were moving some fucking units, man.
1: Hell yeah. It
2: Hell yeah. Cool. they were about pulling $600 out of that wallet, dude. That was not some squirrely amateur. That not dude, at all before. Like that. Not was, at was, all.
1: Was, they had a they had a chemistry, bro. Like Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cause what they would do is one of them would kind of like distract the people to make sure they really weren't paying attention. Like probably like, Oh, make sure your shoe, you know, make sure you take your shoes off. Make sure you take your belt off, you know, any loose chains. Hey, you got any, like the person that put that bag there. Hey, make sure you ain't got no loose chains. Make sure you take everything out of your bag. Like probably like pressing them about it. So they're not paying attention. They are trying to make sure they got everything out. And this dude is literally opening a little pocketbook. To put his hands in there, snatch out the money, and then put it back in his pocket. Like, come on. Why are they pushing other shit down?
2: Diabolical old dude.
1: Man, I, if that awesome. was me, I, like, hell would have had to been paid. You taking $600 oh, out of oh, my shit. pocket? Like, knowing that's probably, like, the only cash I got yeah. on me for this trip or whatever I'm going, right? And they took my money. Like, oh, yeah. no, we about to find out who the fuck did this right now. I'm not even getting on my flight. Y'all gotta stop the plane. Y'all about to fix this? Fix this right now. Right, <laughs> like right now. If they
2: also like, if they're worried about like who they can pickpocket and shoplift or, or, I mean, and steal from, like, are they doing their jobs? Like, how many bombs and knives got through because they were too worried, busy worried about somebody's money and not worried about what they should be worried about, man? Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, like how, how many much- ounce bottles of perfume slipped by because they were too busy robbing old ladies for their cash or whatever. Right,
1: right, right. That's crazy, man. And then you <laughs> like literally how much stuff got passed right because they're trying to rob people at TSA. Right. And then like I still don't understand how dumb can you be? You're on camera. There's cameras everywhere in the airport. You really think you got away with that shit? Right. Like they thought they got away with it for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like all yeah, sure, yeah. they like, oh man, yeah. You know 200 a piece you know cuz it was three of them 200 a piece go. Right. we kicking it around yeah. whatever right <laughs> in july come around they like yeah we got away with it and then they like no nope, uh we, we need to see y'all in the office you know blah 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 put them separate figure out who who started the shit like the ring leader and who who was doing what right But man, that's was? just tsa file man now now yeah. next time i fly I'm gonna be looking at TSA all side eye, bro. Oh like,
2: shit, dude! This is gonna have a backlash because of that, man. I mean, everybody is. Everybody who heard that, dude, is gonna be like, "What are you doing, my bags over there, TSA? I don't trust yeah, you, man." It's gonna make yeah. going through TSA even
1: harder than it already is. Yep, absolutely. Because I'm gonna be looking like, "Hey, hey, keep your hands to yourself, man." Right, right. Hey, uh-uh. Get out yeah. my, get out my bag. Get out, get out my bin, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for real, dude.
1: Like uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, I counted dude. that. I counted that before I put it down. I'm gonna be like, right. hey, I just put five hundred dollars in my bin, make sure it don't come up missing. Like right. I'm gonna be <laughs> really? yell at though going through this little thing, like yeah. put my hands up going through the little the yeah scenery. Like, hey, it was five hundred dollars in my bin, make sure it's still here. <laughs>
2: uh-uh. Seriously, that- it would be, I would think though, it would be hard to get your hands on those videos. So, it would, you know, because those are like government and that's like, you know, they don't want that shit out to the public. So, I mean, it might, they might've got away with it for a little while. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they got away with it for
1: probably about a month.
2: Easy. Yeah. I yeah. bet longer than that.
1: Yeah. I bet longer than mm-hmm. that.
2: Because I mean, like, you know, if you got there and your money was missing, you're not. What are you going to do? Call 911? Yeah, I'd like to report a crime. The TSA's robbing me. Like, where would you even go to make a complaint about that? Yeah. You right. know, how yeah. many people didn't realize it was the TSA? They must. Yeah. I bet they were. Do They must have had a few complaints is what I'm saying.
1: Easily. Yeah. Easily. They was like, hey, I've been having shit coming up missing. And, and the more the people say it, they like, let's look at the tapes. Let's yeah. go back to the tapes. Let's 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 replay this shit.
2: And
1: yeah, they even zoomed in on dude's hand and shit. Like, in, in yeah. the, in the in purse. The <laughs> like, golly, bro. Oh my man. goodness. But yeah, TSA. Hey, everybody, when y'all flying, watch out for TSA. Make sure they ain't taking y'all shit. All right, don't and don't go with too many ounces of whatever it is, so they don't got to throw it away and then they get to keep it because they don't throw it away. They keeping that shit. Watch out for TSA, y'all. So be weary be on the lookout for the ass because you don't want your stuff coming up missing <laughs> oh. oh man i think that's a good spot to take our one and only sponsor break i gotta pay some bills but don't go anywhere Couchers more just therapy more patrick madison i'm your host comedian sean boyd and i'm taking us to break baby Man, I love me some pizza, y'all. And the reason why I say that is because I have the best place for you. Twisted Tomato Pizzeria, y'all. They got three locations. First location is in Coggle Falls, Ohio. Their address is 1909 Bailey Road, Coggle Falls. Their phone number is 330-928-2222. All right. The second location is in downtown Akron across the street from Rubber Duck Stadium. That address is 325 South Main Street, Akron, Ohio. Phone number is 330-849-5707. And their new location in Stowe, Ohio. Address is 3031 Graham Road, Stowe, Ohio. Their phone number is 330-673-9410. Now, the best part I love about the Twisted Tomato Pizzeria in downtown Akron has to be the beer wall. I mean, it is so beautiful. They got 36 Glories Taps of wine, ale, IPAs, whatever you can think of. It is just a beautiful thing, man. You got to check them out. And I like to call it the Dave and Busters of Beer because you go in there, you put money on the card, you take the car, take it up to the top, bloop, and you pour as much beer as your heart desires. I mean, it's just so good. It's so good when it hits your lips. It's just so good. Another thing I love about Twisted Tomato Pizzeria is that they cater to your taste buds. And everybody always say, man, what do you mean they cater to your taste buds? i tell you what I mean, damn it. They cater to your taste buds. Whatever you want They make it. I'm a cheeseless type of person. So I say no cheese, extra sauce, and they always get it right. And that first bite that I take of anything, I'll be like, "Mm, mm, bitch, like it is just so delicious on how good it is. I'm telling you, you have to try them out. You have to do it. You will never be disappointed with a Twisted Tomato pizzeria, anything. All right. Also, you mentioned Just Therapy, the podcast. You get a 10% discount, 10%. Everybody loves discounts, right? Everybody loves a good discount and you get a discount. And I'm not saying their food is good because they're official sponsor of Just Therapy, the podcast. I'm saying their food is good because I'm a foodie and I like good food and the shit's good. So if you in the area, make sure you check them out. Twisted Tomato Pizzeria, Great stuff, great food. They said they was gonna change their slogan to mm, mm, "Bitch," but I think he's still scared because you know you you know you can figure it out yourself. But they do got a slogan. If it's pizza, it's possible. Yeah, Twisted Tomato Pizzeria. Uh, One more shameless plug. Don't forget. The fundraiser, the Suicide Awareness Fundraiser 12th Annual Suicide Prevention Fundraiser is coming up quickly approaching November 13th. Doors open at 6.30 show at 7. It's going to be myself and a slew of funny friends. $15 at the door. All proceeds go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. It's at the Funny Stop Comedy Club. Of course, it's sponsored by, of course, Just Therapy and myself. So come check us out. It's going to be a good time. We go we go, la- we go, cry, we go laugh, we go give you some good information, and we go end the night on a high note, and it's raffles all night. So come win some gift cards to some great places like Longhorn, Outback, Old Charlie's, Hibachi Japan. Man, I'm telling you, I'm, I, don't, I don't play, I don't mess around when it comes to this fundraiser. There's always some good stuff coming out. So you gotta come mess with us, it's gonna be a good time great calls come so come check us out y'all yeah and we are back Uh uh-oh it didn't work i'm gonna do it again and we are back (laughs) yeah there we go i had to turn the soundboard back on for that one
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that speaking of twisted tomato the open mic that i was running it's right next door to it. It's right downtown Akron at Daily Press.
1: Oh, at Daily crest okay.
2: Yeah, Daily, Daily Press, which is like the same building as Twisted Tomato. So nice, nice. Yeah.
1: So go check out the open mic, then go get some pizza and some beer, man. Yeah. Right? It'd be a good time. Check it out.
2: Mention the podcast. Yeah, yeah
1: mention the podcast. You get a ten percent discount, man. Ten percent is all. Any anything off on food is a good deal. So <laughs> yeah. That's a good deal. Yeah, man. So let's get in back into it, man. So listen, the other day I was on Facebook and I seen this, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like it made no sense, right? So I had I had to look at it. I had to screenshot it, make sure we could talk about it on the couch. So it is it was called the 35 Sacred Bro Codes. All right. Disclaimer. I didn't write this. Patrick didn't write this. I don't know who the fuck wrote this. But I tell you some things we go talk about it, we go discuss it. It's some dumb shit on there, some good shit on there, and we go break it down and I want to hear what y'all got to say about some of this shit, all right? So, number 1, right? Number 1. No, rule number 1 out of the 35 sacred book codes. Number 1, don't rape. Like um, <laughs> that's, like, that's a no-brainer. Don't rape. <laughs> they had to write that down (laughs) they wrote it down like what the fuck like no brainer right no brainer go pay for it if you need like what the hell like what's wrong yeah of course Mm -hmm. you should know that don't do it right number two i don't like it because i'm a lgbtq plus supporter and i don't like this one this shit is stupid it says number two a man doesn't cook delicious food it's gayish. I'm like, wait. What? what? Like, that makes no sense at all. Patrick, do, do it make sense? No.
2: What the fuck? A man doesn't cook delicious food. It's gayish. Is that what it says? Gayish.
1: It's gayish. Gayish. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about <laughs> chefs? What do you think chefs feel about that one? Like, what do you oh, mean? Shit. Like, that's their profession to cook delicious food for. Billion dollar restaurant companies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I can't cook delicious food. I'm supposed to eat some food that tastes like shit. Right? Like, come on, why? So ridiculous. Why? Number three two naked men are not supposed to be in the same room. I don't even know. What
2: is this? This doesn't even, yeah. All right. What does that have to do with being a bro? I, dude, I have no clue I mean, what you can do, right? <laughs> manly than fucking another guy in the ass right
1: <laughs> oh shit number four a bro doesn't bath with hot water he respects his two eggs <laughs> like seriously now, I know? thought when you
2: mentioned the bro code it was going to be like don't steal your best friend's girlfriend, or don't go out with your best friend's hey, girlfriend. And
1: we getting there. We getting there. Like I said, right. it's a lot of shit on here. That no other things you need
2: to know first, like, hey man, don't rape. That's number one. Number one. Like, are wondering where do we fall on rape? Don't
1: do it. <laughs> don't do it. Right. <clears throat> number five, a bro should know when to leave. Like, what? When to leave? Where? That mean, that's all it says. Don't that's linger. all it says. Yeah a bro should know when to leave what leave where, where we, what are we talking about right number six a bro should not ask a fellow bro his name he should call him bro sir chairman mr etc
2: so i don't even know this is confusing like
1: i told you it's dumb man i told you it's some dumb shit on here right i wanted to address this shit it makes no sense right why am i calling somebody chairman like what the right. fuck like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask somebody their name if I need to know their name. Like, like if, if you host a comedy show, you need to know the person's name. So if it's right. a bro, you're going to be like, I don't need your name. What's your credits? I'm just going to call you chairman. Like, what? Right. No. <laughs> like, come on. So number seven, a, a, as a bro, when you remove your shoes, it must throw out a heavy, strong, and intoxicating odor into the atmosphere. Your presence must be felt from a far distance like the stench. Of a goat. (laughs) That one's kind of (laughs) wordy. Oh my gosh. Like, really? Like, why? Why do you want your feet stinking? Like, what's wrong with y'all? What the fuck? Wash your feet, motherfuckers. Like, oh no shit. Number eight, a bro must know this uh signal to leave the room when a bro's girl is around. I'm still just I'm yeah, it just don't make no sense. Nine, never make funny of your bro just to impress a woman. Uh, number 10, a bro must not pay for sex. So that contradicts. Like, I
2: mean, if you got stinking feet, you might have to. So, it, I mean, you can't make delicious food and your feet stink. You might have to. And you can't rape. <laughs> I mean, how do you expect a bro to do it?
1: <laughs> really have right. makes no. Come on.
2: Man, man, that's rough. All that's
1: right. right. Number uh number 10. No, we already did. Number 11, your bros ex is your ex. That's one of the ones you was looking for. Yeah,
2: that's the bro code that I, I know and love. So that's mm-hmm. how I was raised.
1: Number 12, make money before you make love.
2: I mean, that's just common sense, so you know.
1: Shit. You might be able to make love and make money. I know, you know,
2: dude. Don't just one, you know, they're not mutually
1: exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Number 13, a bro a bro must not watch a Korean drama. I'm like, "Wait, what, what does that have to do with anything?" Racist, you know? Like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Number 14, no matter how beautiful your bro's sister is, she is your sister too. All right. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, you <laughs> can ask Wu-Tang about that. So yeah, she's like, not
2: you know. really your sister though. So, <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: right. 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 Number 15. A bro must not watch Z World, Nigerian movies and some petty content. Like what do they have against Koreans, Nigerians? <laughs> and what is Z World? I have no clue what it is, but they tell you not to watch it. Like what? I don't, I don't even know what petty content means. Me neither. Oh, my gosh. Number 16. When money finally comes, don't change your woman upgrader. Well then, why
2: even make the money? You know, <laughs> if you're gonna have the dusty old pussy that you had when you were broke, why even make the money then? <laughs>
1: number number seventeen. Don't do husband duties while you are just a boyfriend. I like that one though. I can't even lie. I do. I I, I can dig that one a little bit.
2: What husband are duties. husband duties?
1: Ah, uh, man, like just husband I'm duties. Right? Bills. Like paying, like paying like mortgages, paying pool oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. rents, you know? But right. I mean, if mine ain't got it and I got it, I got them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's a difference. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's, that yeah. one's a little, uh, you know. All yeah. right, number 18, a bro never gives up the rest, uh, the rest and continue. What? A bro never gives up the rest and continue. That don't even make no sense. Number 19, if she say you are her planet, don't forget about other planets.
2: See, this is not even in English, I think. None of this,
1: none of this shit makes poorly sense. Orally
2: translated bro code.
1: <laughs> number 20, always respect your father. He was your first bro. Respect your mother. She is your 001. Man.
2: number
1: All right. 20, All right. Number 21, never ever smash your bro's chick. Uh, number 22 never feed a horse that you don't ride
2: all right there you go what is that exactly (laughs) i think that's like a slang translated do you know what i mean like that's like a saying from another country like don't feed a horse if it's not gonna like support you so don't feed a horse that you don't ride you know like i mean why yeah don't go feeding horses if you're they're not gonna carry you around i think is what it's saying (laughs) (laughs)
1: number 23 of bros shall not gaze at a naked bro
2: back to the homophobia again what happened wasn't that number two already haven't we already covered the bros aren't gay bros don't like good food because it'll make you look at rule number 22 what happens when you eat good food you end up gazing at each other
1: (laughs) number 24 bro never cries Publicly or in front of any woman. That's bullshit. You got me fucked up. That don't make no damn sense. None. Mm-mm. Nope. Not at all. All right. Uh, number. Uh, hold on. Uh, number 25. A bro never use Snapchat filter. A bro most, must look ugly and gallant. <laughs> ugly and gallant? Yeah. Right? Ugly and gallant. All right. Twenty-six. A bro never wears pink underwear. There we go being a homophobe again. Oh like,
2: shit! <laughs> now we got like gender problems too. Yeah, to to the
1: homophobia. Number twenty-seven. If a bro ask another bro to keep a secret, he shall take that secret to his grave. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, know. I
2: hope so, but I mean, what the fuck? Like, uh, yeah. What if the secret is that he's gay? <laughs>
1: And he like well, to gaze, like gaze at men while they naked. Yeah. They eat delicious food. <laughs> they eat delicious food. While they cook delicious food for each other. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, number 28, a bro must never offend if another bro fails to return a phone call or text.
2: Well, that's so specific. A no bro doesn't get his feelings hurt if he's being blown off.
1: Being blown right. off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. Oh, man. Uh, 29. It's never acceptable for a bro to sleep with another bro's project or ex. Like, how many times they got to sleep? Right. They like, say it in different like to ways. reiterate. And,
2: if it's not already clear, right, Dave, stop banging my ex-girlfriend
1: right right or a project like what come on number 30 A bro never gives another bro the silent treatment
2: that's c ignoring the text that's the same thing <laughs> again dude like this guy's got i feel like this guy's very specific with some of these dude
1: he contradicts <laughs> himself though because he said don't get offended if they re- if they fail to return your phone call or text but then says Right. A bro never gives another bro the silent treatment. Like, right. okay. Number 31 a bro never holds hands with bro while walking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again, are the homophobic, really specific examples of anti homophobic or homophobic rhetoric. Like, no pink underwear, none of this hand holding shit. Oh, shit. Talking to you, Chuck. Don't want to <laughs> see it. <laughs> Like leaving the rule, I could see him just leaving these out on the like the coffee table at a frat house. Oh, I gosh. don't know who needs to read these.
1: Right, right. Got to wear. That's hilarious. We can't eat delicious food while we're reading it either. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, number uh, here we go. Number thirty-two, bros, do not rush for selfies. All right. Yeah. 33, never break up with the girl that bring food to the gang. <laughs> so, so if the girl is feeding the whole gang, yeah. you yeah. don't break up with them.
2: Right. Don't ruin that for everybody.
1: You, you just keep dating them. Marry somebody else, but keep yeah. dating them because they bring but food But also to the make gang.
2: sure no one else tries to date her because that is the bros.
1: Yes. Yes. Number 34, even if you're caught red-handed, deny everything. Yeah, that's uh, probably what them TSA agents did. No
2: shit, dude.
1: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh man! And last but not least, number thirty-five: dress well, no matter the occasion.
2: All right. That was like one of the only things that was like worthwhile at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that number one: don't rave. That one. <laughs> <laughs> something you should also take to heart. Yeah, don't rate. That's a very hard stance they took on right right out of the gate. They're like, right yeah, out, out the gate.
1: Yeah, right out the yeah. gate.
2: You're like, okay, that's pretty level headed advice. And then it just goes so far left to center.
1: Oh my gosh, they went all the way around the corner and back. Like, that yeah. shit, none of that shit really made any sense. But I wanted to talk about it because how stupid this shit was.
2: Where did you find that? You're like, I found this on Facebook. Where on, on
1: Facebook? I was scrolling, man. I was scrolling and was on Facebook, right? And I was like, what the fuck is that? And then they, at the bottom of the whole thing, it's a picture of Tupac. I'm oh like, my God. what? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, who in the hell made this bullshit? Like, so I I had to, I wanted to read that dumb shit so we can laugh Yeah. (laughs) how stupid that shit was, right? (laughs) Ridiculous, dude. That shit is dumb as fuck, man. Oh my gosh, just plain old stupid oh my gosh my girl chimed in and oh, said yeah. there is no way tupac didn't wear pink underwear
2: <laughs> oh shit, and, and you know biggie loved delicious food you can tell by looking at him he loved delicious food Right, right unless you're eating, unless you're eating delicious food
1: and it's oh expensive to have
2: somebody else cook for you so you know biggie was cooking delicious food
1: exactly exactly. come on, dude. Come on now exactly and, and um uh last time i checked like if you're running a train Somebody going to be naked.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. You're going to be gazing all over the place, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. All right, y'all. It's time for my favorite. I said my favorite. It's time for my favorite subject of the evening. Crazy, funny, fucked up. News, yeah. (laughs) Gotta bring the soundboard back for this one. This is my favorite. I love this subject. This is my shit. Oh, this week in crazy, funny, fucked up news. Yeah. So, (laughs) man pleads guilty to sex with the cow. DNA left at the scene. What? <laughs> <laughs> Here oh we go. God. A British guy is going to have to wait until the cows come home to shake this saga because he's known as the dude who got off with cattle. Uh, Liam Brown pled guilty this week to sexual penetration with a living animal and causing an unnecessary suffering. To a protected animal during a hearing at the Pool Magistrates Court, right? Not, oh my gosh. It, it, it reportedly all stems from an incident last summer when Brown was caught red-handed doing the deed with a young calf on the farm in town of Burton. Apparently, he fell victim to some booby trap set by the farmers. Uh, you see- oh shit, this wasn't the farmer. This is some dude.
2: <laughs> I thought this was a farmer. This is some dude. Raping. Oh, shit. Oh, you, see,
1: you see these landowners say they'd suspected for a while that their bovines were being abused. So they installed a bunch of alarm surveillance cams to catch whoever was banging the livestock in the dead of night. Oh, my God, dude. Eventually, Brown kept crept onto the property triggered the system, and was apprehended. The worst part, they say, they know this guy from years ago. The farmers told the court that members of Brown's family had actually been employed by them several years ago, so they were familiar with him since childhood, it seems. As for how prosecutors were able to prove it was Brown beyond a reasonable doubt, DNA. Indeed, the report says samples from the cow were collected And they matched his profile. Brown was reportedly sobbing in court. He'll be sentenced next month. Dude, that's nuts, man. (laughs) Oh, shit. He was fucking the cow, man. He was like, we're like, beef.
2: And I'm all up in that. So much to it. So he was like around the cow since he was young. So obviously, it was his girlfriend. I liked it. He was sneaking back onto the property. Like, he's like, that pussy's too good. I can't live without it. Creeping onto the property at night to get some cow pussy. That's nuts. That's uh-huh. so fucked up. He,
1: he, hey, he missed the memo on the bro code rule number one, man. Don't
2: shit. Don't rape. He goes for cattle, too. They're like, we suspected for a while somebody's been abusing our cows. Really? Yes! really how did they know the
1: cows was being abused man do you you think liked oh my god dude he he definitely liked it his meat rare the cow (laughs) would come back the next morning the cow
2: was all depressed and crying in the corner
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you think the moo was a little different it was like (laughs) me
2: maybe it had like a little moo in its step maybe it's like i got laid last night (laughs) you know what i mean Waking up brand new. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. God, he says, "Forget milk get milking the cow, I'm hitting the cow. Like, come oh, on. Shit, dude.
2: He's like, well, I'm here. Let me see if it, oh, it fits. Ain't that something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. God,
2: the stink alone, dude. Oh, oh, man.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> he was all, He was going after the Venice.
2: <laughs>
1: Instead of waiting until it's cooked. He like uh-uh. Really? I'm about to get this before it's cooked. Now just imagine if they had slaughtered this cow, right, and then cooked it. It still had sc- coming. A bit of dude swimming, semen
2: in it. Yeah.
1: It still has semen in the get cow. like a
2: man per like a fucking half man half cow dude.
1: That's my baby. Yeah. He he was he was milk he was milking his main vein in the cow instead of milking the cow. That's disgusting, though, dude.
2: The smell alone must be like too much. Uh, You think that meat would have been extra
1: saucy if they would have
0: cooked
2: it? (laughs) He was out there tenderizing
1: it. He was out there tenderizing. Oh shit. Oh gosh. Dude, I can't make this shit up, man. The shit I be finding for this subject be off the hook, man. Like, why? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> what if he would have got caught by one of the other cows and the cow would have like charged his ass, like the bull? No shit. Like that's me. my girlfriend. Like the bull would have been like, "Hey, that's my meat. What you doing?" Oh shit, dude. Don't you know the bro code? (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Hey, you want you want to take a wild guess on how old this Liam Brown was?
2: Well, he was raised around the cows. I'm guessing he's in his 20s. He's young. He's young, I think. Does it say? Yeah, it says. I
1: don't know exactly how old he was. How old was he? I want to see if you want to guess a real number. See how close you are.
2: Oh, the exact number? I'm gonna yeah. guess like
1: 22. 22. Okay. Lisa, yeah. you still there? Want to guess how old this Liam Brown is? That <laughs> was hitting the cow raw. That bring that bring a whole new meaning to rare meat. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. Lisa say forty three. Oh man, neither one of you are correct, but Patrick, you are the closest. Liam Brown was twenty five years old. Okay, I mean, I was,
2: yeah, that's cool. ah. yeah, dude, he was raised around. He loved that cow since it was a little cow girl or oh, whatever. <laughs> since was just a girl,
1: I I've, I've raised you. <laughs> You think he was listening to genuine while he was hitting the cow? Oh my god, dude! Oh shit, Lisa gonna say no. That's too young to fuck cows. There's there's options. Like Way too many so, options. Dude. Way too many options. But he was hitting the cow instead of hitting the female. Like he just was literally. Like you, he might as well have just been beating his meat instead of beating
2: that meat. I mean, dude, come on, man! Like, I don't even. I feel like it would probably be disgusting. So.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh, that is crazy as hell. Oh man, it definitely was some red meat.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Oh shit! He
2: oh left my gosh. Behind, So he was nutting in the cows too. <laughs> not even pulling out, dude. He's giving it to him. The whole thing raw, dog. Just
1: not even pulling out. Bon (laughs) appétit. Oh, gosh. And that's your this week's crazy, funny, fucked up news. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That shit. I told you, I can't. I can't make this shit up. This shit be so hilarious to me, and I always have a. I always have a good time with that subject, man. That shit be so damn hilarious. She said, "I have a question though, because I mean, I don't know cow anatomy, but how big is this dick that he can fuck a cow?" <laughs> I have
2: no cows would have bigger vaginas, right, than humans. So, I mean, but you know, he's needling around in there. <laughs>
1: you said neither <laughs> oh man i have no clue about the cows cows anatomy i mean i don't know i have no clue i'd be afraid that thing would
2: kick me or something you know what i mean like get right. my face while i'm back there like right. every time i see a cow they are like shitting, dude like You know you're going to shake something loose if you're rumbling that cow. got got four stomachs, dude. (laughs) How did he get the cow (laughs) wet?
1: Was he using the cow's own milk and shit? I I I
2: wondered that, too, but I was like, that's too gross to ask, dude. But for real, do you think he showed up with lube, or do you think he, like, fingered the cow first?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Oh man, I'm too hot. It's hot. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That's some funny shit right there. Mm-mm-mm. Also, do no.
2: you think the cow was into it? it? Is the real question. Like, that's you know, what. That's
1: what. That's what we really want to find out. Like we want to know. It the abuse, cow into but it.
2: I mean, was she consenting?
1: You know. Now, uh, did he ask? Yeah. Did he say move I mean, over? Exactly and he, was, some and ass? he They were
2: like, "We think we knew that he'd been doing it for a while." They said, "So this is yeah. the first time he banged the cows." So was it mean, here him? Probably were like, dude, stop banging the cows. And it was like, okay. And then he stuck back at night and tried to do it again. And they're like, that's it. We're calling the cops.
1: So you think they knew before that?
2: I don't know. Well, he they said in the thing it said that they had suspected it for a while.
1: Yeah, but I don't think they knew. I think they probably heard like moan him moaning and groaning. Hopefully oh, the cow wasn't God, moaning and groaning.
2: Yeah, right, dude. You know they caught him with his pants down once before. <laughs> we don't want to get you in trouble. Just stop banging the cows. And they set up the whole thing to catch oh.
1: him. <laughs> Lisa Damn. said if the cow was into it, he didn't violate bro code rule number right. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daddy, no. oh, man. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Man, Patrick, man, thanks for coming on the show, man. I definitely had a good time. I hope you enjoyed yourself, brother
2: yeah dude thanks for having me it was a good time man for real yeah man it a lot of
1: fun. definitely 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 fun talking about this dude messing with the cow <laughs> oh shit! hey give out your social media so they know how to find you man
2: oh at patrick madison jokes on instagram and uh just patrick madison on facebook
1: all right patrick madison ladies and gentlemen make sure you follow him Yeah. Thanks again for coming on the show. I definitely had a good time, man. I was over here sweating, man. That shit was so funny, man. Like TSA and the cow and just the bro code dumb shit. Like it was definitely a fun time, man. Appreciate you coming on the show, brother. Definitely. All right. Y'all know how to follow me. Just uh, follow me at uh, Just Therapy, the podcast on Facebook and YouTube. You can also be on our IG at Just Therapy Pod, or you can email us. You can email us with your own crazy, funny, fucked up news or anything you want to talk about. Email us at Just Therapy Pod at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, y'all know how to find me. It's in the name right there. So I appreciate y'all sticking around and doing the thing with us and having a good time. And as you know, we always got to end the show with the clothes. Something you can ponder on. What? You got to say it louder. (laughs) Oh man. So, So you can relax with it and think about it, right, until the next time you see us live on Facebook or YouTube every Monday, 7 and 9 Eastern, or hear us the next day on Spotify. So you're closed this week, something you can ponder on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on. I had it and I lost it. Hold on. Let me look it up again. And Patrick, you can break this down in your own terms if you want. And we'll get up out of here. All right, to close this week, uh, sometimes the people you wanted as part of your story are only meant to be a chapter in your story. Yeah. Woo, that's some strong shit right there. The thinker right there. Yeah, man, I'll say it one more time. Sometimes the people you wanted as part of your story are only meant to be a chapter in your story. Go ahead, break it down, and we'll get up out of here, brother.
2: Oh, I mean, sometimes you think that it's, you know, you're going to be with somebody forever. And then it turns out you're only with them for a little bit. You know, I just went through a breakup. So that's kind of I thought we would be together forever. And now we're not together at all. So, I mean, I wanted her to be my whole thing, but she turned out just to be a part of it. And that's life. And that's all right. Yeah.
1: That's how it happens, man. That's what it is, man. Just a chapter along the way, man. So keep living your story. Don't fret on it. Keep moving forward, man. Other than that, Pat, man, again, man, appreciate you coming on the couch, man. man. Definitely enjoyed you, man. Make sure y'all follow Patrick on all the social medias. Giving it to him one more time there, sir.
2: At Patrick Madison Jokes on IG, and then just Patrick, uh, at Patrick Madison Comedy on YouTube, and then Patrick Madison on Facebook.
1: Hey, all right. Other than that, man, we are gone. Hey, one thing you can never get back is time. And I want to thank you for spending your time with us. I'm your host, comedian Sean Boyd. And until next time, God willing, I will see y'all. Peace.
0: We out. M I C A H Beats.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Just Therapy, where we talk about life with a comedy twist. With your hosts, comedian Sean Boyd, Antonio Ferguson, and Miss KT. We talk about a whole bunch of shit from politics to people actually taking shits. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the therapy session. Man, this be dope make a motherfucker want to rap i can't rap man hold up here we go i can't rap i really can't but come sit down on the couch with us man i can't rap come to the couch enjoy the show let's go